He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is 5 o'clock show. John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night. The number one show at 5 o'clock. We let you know all everything that's going on that you should know. In the studio with us, we have a common sense uh, Democrat judge, uh, Richard Weinberg, and a common sense Republican. Ten years of GOP uh, uh, chairman in Brooklyn. Uh, we have with us Craig Eaton. And my sidekick on my right kick, keeps kicking me. <laughs> we have Lydia Serrani. And we have one great show today. Tell us about it. Absolutely. Now, so far, we have uh, Ken Paxton, who is the Texas Attorney General. We'll be speaking with him. Ed Rollins, who's a Republican strategist. Uh, Louis Molina. Who, he was Ronald Reagan's strategist. Right. He And Louis Molina, he's a commissioner of the uh, New York City Department of Corrections. There's some breaking news there when it comes to Rikers. We'll be talking as well to Suzanne Miller. She's the founder of Empire State Properties. But first on the line for us, Professor Alan Dershowitz, just a couple of decades at Harvard Law, Brooklyn boy at heart, constitutional scholar, and an all-around great guy. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Oh, what a pleasure to be on. Thank you for your nice comments. Where do we, Alan, where do we start? There's so many things happening. I understand the, the House of Representatives have just passed a bill saying we're, we want to protect these, uh, the uh, Supreme Court justices. It's about time. You know, when I was a law clerk back in the 1960s, anybody could walk into the Supreme Court. You just walked up the steps. You knocked on Justice Goldberg, who I was clerking for his door, and you'd say, gee, I'd love to say hello to Justice Goldberg. I disagree with one of his opinions. And Goldberg would come out and sometimes offer a cup of coffee. We'd sit down. We'd schmooze. There was no security. There were like a couple of guards. I don't even know if they were armed. Today, the terrible tragedy is that Supreme Court justices have to be protected like presidents because you get a guy like this character from California who wanted to assassinate uh, Kavanaugh in order possibly to change the vote uh, on Roe versus Wade. Imagine what would have happened, God forbid, if he had been assassinated, and then the vote would have changed. We would have seen somebody affecting the judiciary in America by a violent act. That has to stop. Let me ask you, Professor, and then I think Craig Eaton wants to... Are the justices, deep down inside, are the justices going to do the right job or you think they're scared and then they're not going to do the right job? No, I think they're going to do the right job. And I think giving them security helps them, but I think they would do the right job. They know that the, you know, the future of our country in many respects is in their hands. We have a tripartite division of government, three equally uh, powerful branches. Uh, Alexander Hamilton called the court the least dangerous branch, but uh, it's become a very important branch, both positively and negatively. And I know most of the justices, most of the justices over the past 50 years. Uh, I disagree with some of them, but they're all very decent people and they're not afraid and they're going to do justice. Some of them are very partisan. Some of them are very ideological, like everybody else, but they're not going to change their vote out of fear. I don't believe that for a minute. Professor, this is Craig Eaton. I have two questions for sure. you. First, sure. is shouldn't it be a crime for anyone to di- disseminate the addresses of Supreme Court justices, members of Congress? Um, well, we should make that. We should make know, that a crime. We should make it illegal. It should to make it, we should make it illegal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and also and, and, also all of the secretaries and undersecretaries of, of, of the government. I mean, these yeah. people I mean, can't be afraid. The right. They can't be afraid. Right. First, 
and there's no First Amendment right to know the addresses of people. Um, you can protest in front of their office. Their offices are all well known. You don't have to go and protest in front of their homes. And I think it's wrong and immoral to protest in front of their homes. It's probably constitutionally protected if they're a certain number of yards away and if they do it certain. Uh, although there is a statute today that says that you can't uh, try to influence the outcome of any judicial opinion based on protests in front of the homes of of justices but uh whether that would be upheld by the supreme court i just don't know and my, se- my second question is what are we hearing about the um the release of the opinion it seems like there's no more information on that do you have have well, you heard anything that's exactly right they should release it when they release it no no, 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 no i'm saying the, the, yeah. in, the person that released it there was an investigation. No, investigation. The investigation into who released the no, draft. It, We've heard nothing. It's not going to get anywhere. Look, I know the people from the marshal's office and the Supreme Court. They're wonderful people. They do a great job. But they're not, you know, people who are suited to do this kind of sophisticated technological investigation. That should be up to the FBI. I know there are some people who say the FBI has no jurisdiction because it isn't a crime to leak. The FBI does have jurisdiction to protect the nation against attacks on its integrity and its legitimacy. And I do think the FBI does have jurisdiction to investigate who did the leak. And I would hope it would do that because I think we have a right to find that out. Professor uh, Dershowitz, January 6th hearings postponed. What do you think? They're saying it was a technical (laughs) difficulty. I mean, they had almost two years to get ready for this. Uh, And they have this producer who doesn't seem to be doing such a great job. You know, when the when the Celtics came out to play last night, I was hoping that the NBA would adopt a congressional rule. And because, uh, you know, I want the Celtics to win, I was hoping they would say, look, the Celtics can come out, shoot as many times as they want. They may miss a couple. But uh, the Warriors, no, they don't get a chance to come out on the field. They have to stay back in their on their bench. That's the way this hearing is going. One team is allowed to go out there, make some mistakes, but not subject to cross-examination, not subject to truth testing, nothing. And the American public is supposed to just buy into a one-sided presentation of this. It's absurd. That's not the way the American system works, one-sided presentations. It just doesn't work that way. And nobody should give credibility at all to this committee unless they – uh, behave like a real committee. This should have been done by a 9-11 type commission with experts, nonpartisan people, non-ideological people, people who are just trying to get to the truth. And people believe the 9-11 responses. Nobody is going to believe these responses except if you went in there believing them. This isn't going to change a single mind. It does seem that they were trying to, you know, maybe they were running out of steam and maybe they couldn't find enough footage to make it as horrific and as you know, mm-hmm. treacherous as they made it seem, because it just seems bizarre. And they're trying to downplay why it was, um, you know, postponed. And then the other other question I have to ask is like they're talking, oh, well, Trump's going to be indi- indicted and criminally. And we know that's yeah. not the case. We know the Department of Justice did a thorough investigation. How can they get away with lying like this so blatantly when we know what the facts really are? Well, it's an attempt to try to persuade the Justice Department to change its mind. It would be a mistake, a terrible mistake, to try to indict a President Trump for his speech or what he didn't do. Look, I disagree with the speech. I don't think he should have given it, um, nor do I think that Chuck Schumer should have gone in front of the uh, uh, Supreme Court and talked about, you know, how people will pay uh, for what the Supreme Court is going to do and issue a kind of dog whistle that might have been heard by this 
kid who uh, went and tried to uh, assassinate uh, Justice uh, Kavanaugh. I think uh, presidents and, and senators should be more careful about their words, but neither of them committed crimes. And so we have to make a sharp distinction between doing the wrong thing, which both of them, I think, did, and committing crimes, which neither of them did. Judge Weinberg? Uh, Alan, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. You know about that decision uh, coming out of the federal district court that uh, set aside the uh, Homeland Security's uh, memo on uh, on jurisdiction to uh, push people out of the country. They limited the jurisdiction. Yeah, but and that's still, you know, that's not the last word. We're going to hear more about that. We're going to probably see some congressional action on it as well. But, um, you know, it's it's very much in play right now. What powers various agencies of the government have in relation to the terrible problem we have at the border. Like all of Americans, decent Americans, want more legal immigrants to come into this country. We, you know, we're a nation of immigrants. All of our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, um, came over from other countries probably. Yeah, and, but and they we went through a system. That, it has to be legal. A it system, be legal. no, forget yeah. about legal. A, a system of checks and balances to make sure they don't have diseases, they're not terrorists, and they're coming yeah. in here and swear allegiance to the country and then not that they could come here and and I when I was six years old, I got sworn in for my citizenship papers because I, great, I came here six months old. America. I loved it. Day for America when they swore you in as a citizen, because look at how much you contributed to this country. I mean, a country without John Katsimidis is unimaginable. In America. Well, the same without, without Alan Dershowitz. I mean, we worked yeah. together. <laughs> no, but the, but the, problem, here, so. the yeah. problem on this immigration situation is that they keep coming in. We don't know who they are, where they're going. They just disappear into the country with no accountability. That can't, that can't be acceptable. Yeah. We have to make sure we have accountability. I am, but we have to have you know, a, a pathway agree. to citizenship. I am pro-immigration. I am pro, pro, pro yeah. immigration. But we yeah. need to make sure we don't get terrorists and, and bad people. That's all, that's all I want. Look, you know, the city of Liverpool is interesting. It's not only the place where the Beatles are, but it's the city where a lot of Jews live. Why? Because that's where the boats to America took off. And the Jews who couldn't get onto the boat because they had scabies or or they had this disease or tuberculosis all ended up in, in Liverpool. And, 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 and there's a whole population of people who couldn't get into the United States because they couldn't pass the medical test. Some of them passed a few years later. Some of them stayed. But we had very tough restrictions. My grandmother, I learned from this show that they have on, you know, DNA and famous people, they did one on me. I learned that my grandmother, who came alone with two little babies, um, had, um, had to be detained in a cell for a couple of days while they checked her out. I didn't uh, know that. Well, uh, Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much for uh, calling in. And we're, we're always staying side by side. And uh, if you ever need any legal uh, uh, advice, please call me. <laughs> I, I will do that. And if you need some advice about how to sell groceries, call me. I will definitely do that. What's the right okay. price of uh Cheerios. Cheerios. Just stock up on toilet paper. Oreos, Oreos. Don't sell Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That's all. No, 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 we're against Ben and Jerry's. Stock up on toilet paper. Even if John Katsimidi sells it, you heard it here first. Stock up on toilet paper before we run out. You heard okay. it here first, <laughs> Professor Dershowitz. <laughs> you'll you'll be using rocks instead. <laughs> Newspapers. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 